Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch, I am really pleased to have Hebzi. Hebzi is the founder of GH Scientific. Welcome to the couch, Hebzi. Thank you very much, Latana. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so on Startup Couches, what we do is we bring on the couch amazing founders who are building great products out in the market to you know tell us about the products they're building, tell us about the journeys. Um, and you know, tells the impact of these products on our communities, right? And so, jumping right into the questions, what is GH Scientific, and can you tell us how it works? Okay, yeah, sure. So, GH Scientific, it's um, it's a charity or non-governmental organisation um, that <laughs> is focused on um, developing human capital in the science space, specifically the life sciences. And so what we do is basically um, building capacity in STEM, particularly through outreach and public engagement activities. And our remit is twofold, really, because we operate um, in the UK and in Ghana at the moment. Mm-hmm. And um, the remit varies slightly in the two different locations. So a lot of the work that we do in Ghana is specifically based on building capacity in, in STEM through our outreach and public engagement activities, whereas in the UK it's tailored more around making quality STEM experiences accessible to um, underserved communities, and regardless of where you may find yourself or where you're from. So that's okay. us in a nutshell. Wow, that's actually amazing. So um, a, a capacity building platform that is based here in Ghana, Yes. Wow. Great and we stuff. have an office in the UK as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and so, you know, I'm very, very curious. How did you start this? How did GA Scientific start? What's the founding story like? Yeah, interesting. So, well, so GH in the name, so it gives away the Gardner relation. And um, so at that time, this is about to um, how many years ago now? Six years. We're in our fifth year now. So it started off in 2014. And um, the two founding directors are myself um, and my brother. So we both have PhDs. So Tom specializes in neuroscience and um, I specialized in um, skin biology, dermatology. And at the time, we were looking at our options um, of relocating back home to Ghana, where we're both from. Yeah. And it was difficult to get information online. We knew about University of Ghana, we knew about Noguchi, but specifically trying to find out what other options were, you know, what the job process was going to be, what's the size um, ecosystem on the ground generally, and what our options would be was difficult to find online. And because we were not there, we were like, okay, so there's obviously a need here. And we had started off as a blog site. And the purpose of the blog site was to um, get locals on the ground in Ghana to report on science news on this blog. So that is how we had initially started, hence the name GH in the scientific. So we, um, we employed some local writers and they were then providing content on their sites in relation to, as I said before, the science news that we can capture um, on the ground. Just so anyone at all, regardless of where you were, you could still access all the quality science that was coming out of the country. And we evolved over time. So very quite quickly on um, 
within that first year, we, we realised and identified um, a need to do more than just reporting on science news. And um, so I, I work professionally as a science communication consultant, so I have been in that space in the UK for some time. Yeah. and providing you know, hands-on experiences to communities and so it seemed a natural course of action when you need to evolve from a blog was then going to be the practical hands-on science activities and of yeah. course um, both um, and Tom and myself did have our earliest education in Ghana and me particularly I did complete my secondary school education in Ghana so I've, okay. I, 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 I have a good understanding of the state of science education both through primary to um, junior high and then secondary school hence why it seemed the natural course of involvement from the block side was um, to bring in these practical hands-on science experiences in a way that was um, that would complement I suppose the theory that uh, we get from our classrooms mm. and we just went from there really <laughs> yeah that's actually pretty amazing you know um, the the communities you already serve you already um, work with over 350 young people with 20 plus volunteers and have held over 50 events that's actually pretty amazing I also want to you know ask about growth so far you know how how would you say you have grown GH scientific since you started? You know, um, it's been one of those things. I mean, we're quite happy with the way that um, geoscientific has evolved from you know where we started from, and particularly with the impacts we were we've been wanting to make and where we're going with that. So, growth-wise, you know, we've, we've evolved from as I said before being a block site to work and um, doing projects with schools. The very first um, funding that we got in to launch our first project was um, what we called the Shape, the Shape Project. And Shape really um, gave us a good standing to then move forward to where our growth is at the moment. Um, and it was, we worked with about um, six different local schools. And the idea was to get them to identify local um, environmental problems, you know, wherever they lived and then come up with solutions for that. And what was beautiful about that was the cohesion and the team building that went around those projects because we had the students, we had um, the teachers being there as supervisors, we had professionals coming in as mentors, and then we had um, our volunteers who were also supporting the project. And we had our international partners at the time, particularly Google, who came in to provide all the training that went around, you know, giving the kids the skills that they needed, like research, collecting data, presentation skills to run with that project. So fast forward um, 18 months cycle of shape, we've now, you know, evolved to our latest project, which was evolution of um, science in Ghana, which captured the scientific journey since independence um, over a 60 year period in the form of an art exhibition. So oh. again, we had our, you know, our volunteers there, and we've now evolved into a scientific community and we like to think of ourselves as a, as a family. And so um, a lot of our volunteers who started with us have grown in to be part of the, you know, our staff and our team members. A lot of our volunteers have moved on to, you know, other more prominent science positions in the country. And we're now a membership um, community, membership platform, which we launched um, at the end of our fifth year, because we realized that really our sustainability has been um, 
the backbone of that has been the work that our volunteers and our, and our network have contributed to GH Scientific to the natural cause um, in terms of growth has now been uh, launching our membership platform which opened up in November last year and um, it's totally free and it's a, it's a two-way relationship really so the same much that we can give back to our volunteers through the you know the workshop the networking events the opportunities that we we bring and at the same time they're valuable to all the outreach and engagement activities that we do and so that has been our growth and we are at an exciting stage right now where it's now open up to everyone across the country to actually be part of the GH scientific family yeah. Grow with us, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's super exciting. That's really, really exciting. Um, and so right now, would you say your core focus, um, you know, is schools and helping, you know, all the kinds of learnings from school, what, or, or you know, filling in the inadequacies of like the present curriculum? Would you say schools are your only um, focus currently? No, no, not at all. And so we have. Um, specific projects and again we, we we moved away from one of projects so everything that we do is more long term um because of sustainability okay. and yeah. um our main values are tailored around what we call um simplicity and teamwork and experience and access and all of which should be measurable um to then have significant impact so specifically we have projects for um the primary audience which is specifically a lot of the hands-on activities that we do with the schools and then when it comes to our secondary audience we do more um, like the shape project example that I gave and what what we have seen as well and what we have been intentional in doing so when we did shape this was 2014 right and our current project that we're launching in a few, this is in June, later this year actually, is that the cohort, there's a cluster of schools that we did, uh, who were involved in the SHIP project. We have now gone back to those same cluster of schools and we have given them an open science lab. And oh, what wow. the open science lab is basically that um, it's supposed to be a creative research space for the students. And so we do have what we call a scientist in residence. And so there will be, you know, a science professional who would direct the kids as to you know with ideas and suggest suggest like materials as to what they want to do yes but the kids will direct the experiments they want to do they will come up with the questions that they want to find solutions for mm. and so we it wasn't just you know a one-off project we've done an event with the school and we're moving on there's been a follow-through so some of these kids would have grown with us from when we did the shape and they can now be a part of the lab 13 and uh, what we call the yeah, open lab space that we we in the process of launching for that school so that's what we do with the secondary audience and then of course we have our early career researchers so um, those who are transitioning from the secondary school um, to university and specifically for secondary school we do what we call the science experience days and so we run these three times a year and pre-covid we did we haven't run any during the covid year but at the moment we've reached Kumasi we've reached Cape Coast and obviously we started out in Accra and we just um, go to science institutions or research centers or hubs where these regions are and we get if it's the university that we're using we get the science professionals to come in we get the schools from the local areas to come into 
the institutions and they get a taste of different practical applications of various things and basically given a taste of what you can do with science outside the standard medicine um perhaps pharmacy or nursing that most people would be aware of and give a yeah. bit more exposure to you know the research side of things scientifically so that's a secondary audience and then with our early career researchers as i was saying um they are involved a lot more in our networking events so peer-to-peer mentoring peer-to-peer um, cohesion and networking and a lot of the um, professionals are the ones who join us in our outreach and engagement activities so they get to bring their expertise to the various audiences that we're reaching so we have four main remits and there's a specific program for each of these sectors going from primary secondary early careers and professionals yeah yeah this is this is actually really really pretty amazing um my next question for you is how how there's a lot of moving parts with what jet um scientific represents and like Correct. a lot of long-term projects a lot of events a lot of like there's a lot of moving parts right so i want to know how the pandemic actually affected operations at jesh and um, scientific what, what changed during the pandemic yeah so the main um I won't call it setback because it turned it turned out to work well in the end. We had just we launched um, the evolution of science um, art and science exhibition over the sixty year collection in um, October twenty nineteen, and the it was supposed to be or it is it is um, a two year project that we had been running. And the idea was after the exhibition launched, we had a lot of the key science um, the professionals in the sector, you know, attend the launch. We invited a lot of. Um, you know um, schools and individuals was open to the public so after the launch the idea was then to go on a national tour because um, again one thing that we're key on you know as they say there's more to Ghana than Accra so that has always been <laughs> also quite key to everything yeah. that we do so you know, as I said before we've managed to reach Cape Coast and Kumasi and this yeah. year we're going to Tamale and of course many more regions that we had to get to so this project was going to be um a first, um, I suppose, national drive where we're going to go to every region with these pieces and every region we're going to go to whatever the main local school was, whatever the main institution was and we'll get the community to come in, be a part of the exhibition, meet some of the artists, meet some of the scientists and collectively we can have conversations and engagements about really, you know, the contribution of um, the, the science sector to just national development and the whole nation in general. Obviously, that couldn't happen anymore because COVID happened. But yeah. what we were then able to do was then, rather than the national tour, we just went on TV instead. Um, and so we've been able to, we, we're now transitioning the pieces from you know in-person experiences to digital experience so again later on this okay. year the digital archive would be launched and the videos are coming together nicely and you get your voice over and there'll be a tour and you can just plug in on to the online hub and still get a feel of the exhibition because we mm-hmm. couldn't physically you know go to all the regions we've also been able to um i don't know if you watched or you did come across the junior seniors uh, science experiments that have been on tv uh, where you get to vote or all the kids were doing you know so off the back of that as well we've been able to as i said you know bring it onto the national screens and make people aware of you know 
what the exhibition had been, how it's gone, and let people know it is there. There's going to be an online archive. And um, if we couldn't come to your region, you're still going to get a chance later on in the year to be a part of that exhibition. So prim- yeah. primarily a lot of our in-person activities, you know, had to come um, to a standstill. And that was our main major project that we were focusing pre-pandemic. Um, and so our science experience days haven't happened, our networking events haven't happened, but we've been able to uh, transition online and continue our webinars and continue our informal you know, conversations and discussions online. Yeah, yeah, that's actually pretty amazing, just the transition and, you know, things like having a, um, um, a digital exhibition, you know, things like going on TV and, you know, I feel like that's actually pretty amazing and really, really creative way to keep on um, keep the vision alive and exactly. just you know, from what what isn't possible at the time, especially with the pandemic and everyone had to be, you know, safer and being locked down at home and things like that. So that was actually pretty impressive. Yes, yes, thank you. We had to think quickly on our feet. You know, we are supposed to be creative science people after all. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah that has been great. Yeah. And so my very last question for you is, what do you see today as your two major challenges running geoscience fair? I mean, um, the pandemic is still here, but um, access moving around is beginning to ease off, you know, all around the places. And so um, moving forward, you know, running geoscientific on a day-to-day basis, what are the two major challenges that you like kind of encounter in your, in your journey? Mm. Um, the, the first obvious one will be funding because we we all we all volunteers. We run on volunteers. Um, although we do, we do have um, paid staff at the moment because um, for some of our bigger projects, but um, funding it's it's the first one. And so as, as an NGO, as a charity, you know, you you're not um, engaging in income generating um, business type tasks to an extent. You know, so you're limited. Um, as to how far you can go based on the kind of funding that you have. Having said that, um, we I think we've we've done quite well because of the kind of work that we do and the credibility that we've established for ourselves as an organisation in that we have been able to be consistent in terms of our fundraising to continue with the projects that we have been doing. But ultimately, the sustainability of any organisation fundamentally, uh, fundamentally, so we start with, you know, access to funding. So in as much as it's not a challenge right now, it's a priority of what Tom and myself are always doing because we spend probably 40% of our time on grant applications and finding out how we can make a case for support, you know, to keep the organization running. Um, The other one is um, reach. Um, As I said before, we we were very particular from the beginning, you know, to not make this an Accra thing and include the whole of Ghana in what we were doing so everyone has an experience because as I said, it's about you know, making quality science experiences accessible to everyone and that, you know, it has to be regardless of your location. And, mm. you know, it is a fact that based on your location, the kind of experiences that you have would differ to someone who lives in some of the, you know, mainly the city and some of the um, busier towns, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that is um, the other challenge 
that we have at the moment that we are actively working to find a solution for and mainly again when it comes back to um, how we've evolved to now launch membership and become a community hub because it's not something that you know just a group of a handful of people would be able to achieve on their own if there has to be a, you know, a national community effort we need to have um we need to have soldiers in there we need to have you know volunteers and an army in in every region so that you know if we had to go deliver a a science experience day let's say in the volta region we just need to basically empower our team in the volta region with the tools and resources that they need to then go off and do that you know so that is our second challenge but we are working on that and we will be in every region across the country yeah, but, uh, definitely, definitely, the next milestone, yes. Um, I, I think um, this has really, really been an interesting conversation. I've also just gotten to know um, the mission and how impactful, you know, GS Scientific is on, like, communities, different communities out of Ghana especially, right? Um, from Accra to Cape Coast, Tamale, to all other communities with all the initiatives, with the long-term approach, which is not just, you know, maybe going to schools or going to institutions and just having an event but like following up with you know how 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 has that impacted people how what can we do to you know increase that impact how can we help you know and, and so i think this is actually really really great work that you and Tom is doing so i'd like to say thank you so much thank for, you, you know, all, all of that um and you know for the challenges definitely um i like that um, a lot of these things you're also finding creative ways around it you know i'm pushing past all of these um i believe that definitely the goal to reach every region in ghana is really, really achievable and i know just scientific is going to at the end of the day be able to do that as you're growing the community growing um, um you know participation within every region i believe that over time your your goals are going to be met excellent yeah. thanks for that yes we, yeah. we keep going yes we yes yes there. definitely and and i think you know on this josh i like to say thank you so much also for coming on the couch today you know um i like to say this has been an interesting conversation you know and i hope you think so too yes perfect thanks latana for the invitation and the yes very interesting conversation and yeah. um if you're not a member of the community yet be sure to sign up <laughs> yeah yeah make sure you go to gf scientific uk.com and sign up membership yes yes first life membership and make sure you sign up make sure you join the membership um and if you want to make sure to donate to this great mission because a lot of things are happening and you can see the level of impact that jason is obviously making in our communities so um you already know that every single week we bring you amazing people like hevzi on the couch so make sure you subscribe make sure you share this episode with your friends and until next time see ya